Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fuck Back. Chris Rios here. Real stunning, always stunning, and never fronting. We are live here at TCU right now. <laughs> live in the Commons at the Wright Media Center. We're here in collaboration with some of our boys. Keeping it humble, keeping it where it all started, which is the TCU Omega Delta Phi Beta Epsilon chapter. Represent a place where we were our stomping grounds for years. We're here joined by familiar voices, similar characters, and wholesome personalities. That being none other than my co-host, Jacob Velasquez. Jacob, it's been a stressful day for a million reasons that I will not bore the listeners with. However, we're here, we're living, we're lit, and more importantly, the Cowboys are winning. The Cowboys are winning right now. It's great. And luckily for all of us, we took the early bet early on. We uh, had other things going on, but we took the uh, Cowboys bet at minus four and a half. Yep. Right now, the Cowboys are sitting. Yep. We're actually watching this live right now. The game will be playing on the background live mm-hmm. as we go through all these picks. It's Cowboys minus uh, four and a half with the Cowboys currently leading by six points against the Saints, 13 to seven. Yes, we are live at a watch party. Um, so you may hear some cheering in the background. I promise you we're not at a strip club this time. If you hear crying, that is Chris. Yeah, that background. may be me. It could potentially be me. And if you hear like, I don't know, like uh, what sounds like a, like a mother feeding its child milk, that's Tovar um, next to me because it's breasts are just so beautiful and succulent. Uh, hello out there in the radio waves. This is Jose, Jose Tobar, the moneymaker, baby. This is the one where you fucking get my locks and you fucking cash it in, baby. You know that mortgage you have in your house? Get a second mortgage. Get a, sec- get a second mortgage. You know why? Because all my picks gonna make you money. Get your first mortgage, bet it on all my picks. You won't be sorry. You will I- not be sorry unless you value math. <laughs> If you value math, you should not follow Tovar. Tovar, by the way, has gone the last three weeks under 500, ladies and gentlemen. Under 500. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Taysom Hill is running away with the ball, trying to dash the hopes of every Cowboys better in the room right now. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm pretty fucking pissed off, Jacob. I don't got to admit. Um, right now, Taysom Hill is absolutely running fucking ragged. I didn't think a white boy's legs can move so goddamn fast. But I got to admit, man, we're here right now, and I'm happy to be here. It's pretty exciting. And uh, we we always joke about putting our money on the table, but there's literally money in front of us right now, but that's not the point. Guys, we are here, and it's week 13. We're full-fledged into it. The Cowboys look good, but the Saints are looking better on this drive. We will check back into this ball game as right now we are 13-7. to Just started into the third quarter. My Cowboys are up by a score. Jason Hill is pushing on the other side of the field. Now... We are going to go ahead and use this as an opportunity to go ahead and talk about the rest of the NFL. There are a number of great games going on this week. Playoff implications galore. And with all that being said, guys, we're here and we're ready to roll and get this shit going and get you guys paid. You know, we do nothing else and we try not the least. Now, guys, looking forward to Sunday. What do we have here? What do we have right here as far as noon games? Going so, into Sunday, that way people can kind of game plan by the time they hear this is happening. All right, the first game plan going us, the Saints should be happy for this game, hopefully, we'll see, is the Buccaneers versus the Falcons, an NFC South matchup. And if the Saints do well here, they're really hoping that the Falcons can do some damage to the Bucs. But it's a huge uphill battle because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into Atlanta minus 11. Minus 11 here in this game, as we see it. 
And I don't know about you, Chris, I do not see the Falcons covering 11 points. This is an atrocious team right now. But we do have the news that AB has admitted that he lied about his vaccination record. Is that good? So, uh, is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. We'll see what that means. Is COVID really real, though? Is it really? We got, like, the fifth strand already, to be honest. Do you blame AB for lying about his vaccination status here? Hey, Aaron Rodgers lied about it, and he didn't get no suspensions. But he was immunized, Tovar. He's immunized. Quote, unquote, immunized. Right, you know, we're 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 right in the borderline of the English language. I'm sure it means immunized, but guys, either way, there. Yeah, you can argue back and forth, right? From one lens, it looks racist. From the other lens, it just looks simply hypocritical. Taysom. Meanwhile, what? Taysom Hill must have the virus because he is running through this defense like they're not vaccinated as well. So go on with that. He's looking pretty sick out there. Gotta admit, but hey, to go ahead and keep it in the division on this matchup again, I'm gonna go ahead and stay here with the Falcons. I think the Falcons plus 11 is the right way to go. The Buccaneers have not been a good covering team all year. It's interdivision. I'm willing to take it. I'll ride with the trends. I won't. I won't take the recency bias off the good win in Indianapolis. Bullshit. Man, Tovar right here is just really just angry about this Look shit this. going on. Look at this. Oh, bullshit, dude. The Cowboys should know that Taysom Hill has a bum finger. He can't throw the goddamn ball. And for some <laughs> reason, they're not playing the fucking defense to stop him from running outside the pocket. It's like, it's like this man. It's like they're afraid of this man throwing bombs. To who? To who? Michael, Michael Thomas is out, and he can't throw the ball. His middle finger's fucking busted. All I can say is Alvin Kamara, who? At this point? Who's that? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's really honestly it's, fascinating. It, it is really, so it's so interesting to see this whole this whole play going on. Taysom Hill wants in. Oh, now steps back in the pocket, has time, throws it deep. Incomplete? Is it not and, it is incomplete? And guys, sticking back to the program here again, Bucks minus eleven. Tovar, what do you got? Oh man, I'm going with Bucks all the way here. I think they're gonna blow out Atlanta. Atlanta has a lack of talent. And I think the, the Buccaneers, with their talent, with Robert Gronkowski back, even with Antonio Brown out, with his, with his decision-making very poor, I think they're still going to cover the 11 points. All right, I can live with that. I can live with that, Tovar. I always I love the passion behind it. Ready to fucking roll. Hashtag ready to roll. Hashtag ready to roll, baby. Let's go. Ready to fucking roll. All right, Jacob, what do we got? Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals coming into Chicago, coming to Soldier Field at favorite as a minus seven and a half. Now, this has been interesting, Chris, because this line movement started at seven and a half, went to eight, and is now back down at seven and a half. So where do the stands? Who's in favor? I still think the Cardinals are going to whip this ass no matter what because Colin Murray is back, okay? We also have their main wide receiver back who's not been out this entire time. The Cardinals have been winning with backups. Their main players are here, and the Bears are very a sus team right now of who they have and who they want. They you know, barely beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. As much as I hate to admit it, the Cardinals have been a fascinating story. They only have three losses, and the entire time, two of those losses have come with priority backups. Kyler Murray has only been present for one of their losses, and yet the Cardinals are consistently not even put into the top five of the NFL's power rankings or ESPNs. It's a really, really funny situation. But either way, 
I told you the other day that when it was seven and a half, I was going to take the Bears. Now that it's eight, I'm going to follow the Sharks. Well, it's falling back seven and a half again. It has? It fell back. The fact that it touched eight makes me feel even better about taking seven and a half. I'm still going to take the Cardinals here. Not just for the reasons that you mentioned, but again, I do believe that Kyler Murray can get it done against bad teams. Right, speaking of getting it done, we got a field goal at 1044 yards, and it is good. The Saints have now come in within a three-point game. It is now a field goal game, 13 to 10, third quarter, eight minutes, 26 seconds left on the clock. Can the Cowboys offense do absolutely anything? against the Saints defense. Well, we got a field goal ball game. You know, I, I really want to see how Robert, uh, I mean, how Dan Quinn actually gets this shit done here and closes this game out. It almost might feel too real for him, and that's my only concern late in this ball game. But, uh, yeah, so Cardinals, Cardinals, Tovar. Cardinals minus seven and a half against Chicago. What are you rolling with? I'm going Cardinals, Cardinals, baby. With Kyler Murray and D-Hop back. No fucking team can go against the Cardinals here. I'm going Cardinals, baby. Let's go. All right, moving on to the next thing, which seems no team has been able to stop recently as they've made this comeback push and resurgence. The Cincinnati Bagels are 7-4 and four against the visiting Char Los Angeles Chargers who can't seem to get a break. Cincinnati is favored at minus three at home by a field goal. What does that mean to have the Bengals after a dominant performance against the Steelers and the Chargers is an abysmal performance against the Broncos, having this only by minus three? Chris, what is your take on that? I think that people are still, and not just people, but the media specifically, is very infatuated by Justin Herbert. And it's not even the Chargers. It's not even Brandon Staley. It's not even what the Chargers do on either side of the ball. It truly is Justin Herbert, right? And with all that being said, if I'm going to take, if I'm going to take super hyper, either one of these trendy, new age, white boy AFC quarterbacks, I'm going to take the one. Matt Jones. I'm going to take the one. I'm going to take the one who's been proving it through more adversity, showing me more heart, and has better physical attributes, and that is Joe Burrow. I was going to say Matt Jones. Burrow has been the predominant player the entire time. He's got way better measurables with the Mac. If you put Joe Burrow in New England, they win a fucking Super Bowl. You heard it here right now. That is a fucking fact. Either way, I'm taking the Bengals minus three. I feel like this is a solid play. They learned who they were last week. They know who they are. And when you're a young team like that, you need every momentum. It means everything. They're basically a college team. How many times have I told you, Jacob, that these bullshit-ass college teams, especially like here at TCU, they get their feelings hurt. They get hyped up when they're good. They're children. Joe is like three years younger than me, right? If not my age, he's like 24. I'm 25. So like, you act like 21-year-old. I'm a fucking child. Shit, I'll be the first person to admit it. I would get emotionally ramped up in a game. I'm not that mature, right? And I get it, but Joe Burrow is. Justin Herbert is young. These teams are all young. I like what Joe Burrow does. I like what he's proven to me. I'll take the Bengals here in this matchup. It could very well lose even money line. But if you're like I told you about these types of games, you either take the favorite and spread, money line underdog, and I am taking the favorite minus three. Give me the Bengals all day. Tova, what was your take on this one here? Hey guys, do you have do you, do you have enough credit to take out a personal loan? If Don't so, do it. 
Do you have enough credit to take out a personal loan? If so, here's what I suggest you should do, okay? Here's what I think you should do. You should put all that money to the Bengals. You know why? Because you can't trust the goddamn Chargers. They're inconsistent every goddamn week. They either lose, they win. They lose, they win. They lose, they win. They're a fucking seesaw, man. You can't trust these guys to save your fucking life. Hey, Tobar, if you listen to ESPN, you would think the Chargers were better than the Cardinals. Oh, dude, ESPN gobbles the fucking cock of Justin Herbert for some goddamn reason. He's not even, uh, okay, like, he's a good quarterback, but it's not like he's, like, fucking next Patrick Mahomes, okay? This guy makes mistakes. This guy threw two interceptions against the Denver Broncos to Patrick Sertan. One in a pick six, okay? The, you can't trust the fucking Chargers at all. And their defense is abysmal. Their run defense is trash, and their passing secondary, they can get exposed. And you know who is the right quarterback to expose them? Joe Burrow. You know why? Because he's from fucking LSU. Ed, Ed Orgeron, baby. You know what it is? It's that Louisiana blood, baby. You know what happened? He's going to beat the LA Chargers handily, baby. Hey, and by the way, RIP to that 2019 Tiger squad who has been completely dismantled. Literally nobody from that team is there anymore. No coach, no player, and it was two fucking years ago. That shit blows my mind. But hey, that's how football do, baby. That's how football do. Other than that. Uh, I, I'm going to go say that. I'm also going to take the Bengals the same reason as you guys take it. I have kind of lost face in the Chargers. And there is no flag on the field. That was a third and three conversion down right here that the Cowboys are unable to make. It is now fourth and three. Both sides fields are coming off. It's going to be another punt. The Cowboys, once again, are not able to not even get into the New England side, not New England, the New Orleans Saints side of the field. And this offense is really starting to stutter out. Yeah, this right now really- it's Cowboys still 13 to 10 with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. They're punting the ball from their own 30-plus yard line, and they're about to push it deep. And the punt is off, and the Saints are going to start themselves with the football at the oh, and we got yard some breaks. We got some breaks. Twenty yard line. He had some breaks. Twenty yard line. And who's not going to get a break though? The Detroit Lions, Chris. Oh, the yeah. Detroit Lions. Uh, the best chance, honestly, of winning their game was on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Which is like all Thanksgivings, they got stuffed at the yard line, Ouch. and all their hopes and dreams of the future are gone. Lions are a dead team, and usually I'm still saying they'll still be gritty. This is not the game for it because the Minnesota Vikings are going to come in, and they're going to come in hot. The last time these two teams played, because this is the second time as an NFC North matchup, the Vikings only won by a field goal. Okay, only won by a field goal. And, yes, the Lions are probably extremely pissed off that they let the, the Vikings squeak by with that win. But who was even more mad? The Vikings. Because they know they are not equivalent to the Lions. They are not equal to the Lions. They should have dominated that game from start to finish. And this is a revenge game for the Lions. Not the fact that they were going to lose the first game, but the fact that they got to prove they can beat the spread. So give me the Vikings minus seven here in Detroit. Chris and Tobar, what do you take? Oh, man. Vikings minus seven in Detroit. Again, I'm going to take the Vikings here purely off the concept that the, I let the Lions play a good game every other game. Shit. I'll be the – shit, I think the Vikings might be a better football team than the Chargers. The Chargers get talked about like they're sleeper Super Bowl picks. It's because, the Chris, they go in a place called L-fucking-A, 
Okay. Oh right, California. That is, you're right, California. California. California is is very close to Bristol, Connecticut. You make a very good point. Now, I will. uh, I'll go ahead and elaborate though that I think the Vikings are going to blow this game out. Next game, the uh, the Lions might have a shot, but at this point, you can't you can't fade Minnesota here, even by if it's more than a touchdown, half a point more than a touchdown. You absolutely take the Lions. However, on the flip side, if it goes under a touchdown by the time you hear this, you bitch slap. And I mean bitch slap the Vikings. School. 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 So far, what's your take? Uh, for all you uh, uh, airwaves people, I will, I will go ahead and answer this question here, okay? What is the one purpose of the Detroit Lions this season? I'll give you a few seconds to figure it out. Okay, time's up. You know what the answer is? They are a cover machine. They cover almost every motherfucking game. And at plus seven, I I, I can't give them the benefit. I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to go, I'm going to fade these two losers. And I'm going to go with Detroit plus seven because Minnesota can't get out of its own way. Mike Zimmer, you are underperforming coach. You have all this talent on offense, and you just can't can't get this team over the hump. You got Kirk Cousins, who's throwing 23 touchdowns and about two picks. No one's talking about this guy. You know why no one's talking about him? Because you're a sub-500 team who can't coach this guy, can't coach this team to the playoffs. Okay, you got Adam Thielen, you got Justin Jefferson, who's a fucking stud. Dalvin Cook, who's out with a shoulder injury, I give you that. But Alexander Madison, he's an all right backup, and you just can't get this team to win a goddamn playoff series. You suck, Mike Zimmer, which is exactly the reason why I'm going with Dan Campbell, who's gonna bite both their kneecaps off and cover this goddamn game. They might not win. They might not win, but they'll cover the plus seven. I fucking love that, Tovar. I absolutely love that energy. I love that energy so much that my next game here, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and bleed into it because the same people that I like, just like the Lions, ironically, is the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins for a long time. <laughs> Dolphin gang. Dolphin gang. Sorry, sorry. Chris's Dolphins were like, that's the sound of his dolphins. Chill, bitch. I love walruses, not dolphins. Get your shit straight. What's the difference? Well, one's a superior aquatic mammal. One's a fat ass called a walrus. I'm fucking dead. That's hilarious. (laughs) Speaking of beautiful aquatic mammals, the dolphins are at home as the favorites, by the way. Hashtag aquatic mammals. As they should be. Minus four. Now, they had a great game against the Panders last week. And the Giants, though, however, Shocked the Eagles, an Eagles team that were Philly fans, who, by the way, I keep up with very closely all over social media, YouTube, etc. Save, save this for the next game. I want to hear this taken from the next game. So you guys tell me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll keep it short and sweet. The Dolphins beat that ass, and it's really not even that close. I might even sell points. I think, I think this is one of those games that Vegas thinks that no one's going to put money on. So I think Chris, once again, is saying he's like, the Dolphins, that was the Giants who beat that ass. Um, because Dolphins are one of the few creatures that are actually known to rape other animals. So they raped that ass. Is probably the best way to say it. You know, how you want to take it that court, 
choreographed here. But with that going on, what I'm trying to say here is that the Dolphins started out as minus three at this game. Minus three. It is now minus four. The trend is moving in favor of the Dolphins. They know that the Dolphins are too good, too good for this Giants team that still is like, eh, what did they do? Right. Like, that was more like they were honoring Stringham and they couldn't lose to those gaps in his teeth. Like, that was the problem going on with there. They couldn't give up the gap. So, with that being said, give the Dolphins here minus four. It should be easy money. Let's go. All right. Love it. Hey, guys, you want to win some money, dude? You want to win some money? Let's go with the Dolphins. You know why? Tua, Tua, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Tagovailoa something, okay? Tua Gavaloa. Tua T is building a rapport with Jalen Waddle, his old college teammate. Their motherfuckers are getting a nice little chemistry going. Miles Gaskin is having a good, a good rapport with Tua T also. I think the Dolphins are going to take this. They're going to beat the Giants. And you know why? Because the Giants offense sucks, dude. Sucks. I don't think this is a, a direct representation of Jason Garrett. I think it's a representation of the entire coaching staff. Joe Judge, get your shit together because you better be fired next season. Gabe Gettleman's not going to be here next season, buddy. All right? Daniel Jones, you're not going to be here next season. Guess what? The Dolphins are going to beat your ass. Dolphins all the way. Make some money and bet the Dolphins. All right, Tovar, Tovar. It's a good take. Oh, my God. Tovar is coming in hot today, people. Tovar is out for blood. So what does that mean for the city of brotherly love, Chris? Yeah, I think I think they might need more tequila just like this guy does. But hey, let me tell you this: you use only so much tequila you can put on a wound, and there's no wound that's greater right now than the gas in New York and Philadelphia. You got the Eagles that are going into New York. But Eagles, even after a loss last week, are minus seven on the road. Minus Zach, fucking seven. What now, the fuck? Now Zach Wilson just literally came off of surprising. Surprising the league with coming back for a win. Now, for a month, they told that this guy was going to lose his job. They said he was not worth having. They said they, they were going to go ahead and replace his ass. Even Robert Salas said that Mike White had the potential to start over their number two overall pick. But, hey, here we are. You got Jalen Hurts. Jesus Christ. I do not have the balls in my sack to look at this game. Dead in the eye, right down the urethra, and say, you know what? I want the Eagles. That is just not possible. I cannot wholesomely wearing this much blue on my body. And I'm sure Jacob and Tobar can admit, when I match, I match. And when I'm cowboy, I'm cowboy. I look like a fucking cartoon character right now. But that has nothing to do with the fact that I am fading the shit out of the Eagles. Give me the Jets. Plus seven. I'm riding with it the whole fucking way. Zach Wilson headbanging till I die. Let's go. I, I want to attest to this. Chris is dressed in blue from heads to balls. He is blue. He's dressed and so like a goddamn fool. And so will the Eagles be. The Eagles will also be blue balls. And the fact that they will not once again have another win. They will lose once again to a New York team. The New York Jets were going to do the same thing that the New York Giants did to the Eagles. They're going to prevent them from flying high, bring them down, soaring, crashing, and the Jets are to come away with another surprising victory. I'm going to even say, don't even take Jets in the points. Give me Jets' money line on this game. The Jets are back, baby. The new, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to say this greater. The NFC, AFC East will have a clean sweep of the NFC East this Sunday. 
That is my take. The AFC East will have a clean sweep of the NFC East come Sunday. Tovar, what's your pick? You really believe these two guys right here? Huh? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. Do you guys really believe these two guys here picking the Jets? Picking the Jets at home minus, what is it, plus seven against the Eagles? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you believe these two guys, you guys are fools. You better lose some money, okay? You know why? You got to pick the Eagles here, minus seven. You know why? Because the Jets, they looked impressive. You know who they looked impressive against? The Houston Texans. Houston Texans, dude. They're a joke of a team. They're the worst team in the NFL. But so are the Giants, though. Worst that same team case. in the NFL. The Giants are worst. the same boat. They're worse. They're worse. They don't have a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor with his punctured lung can't do shit. The defense can't do shit. Jalen Hurts is going to run all over this defense. Headbang. What, what's his name? Headbang Zach. Headband Zach Wilson, he's not going to do nothing, dude. He sucks. He's going to throw another pick. This time he's going to throw a helmet pick instead of a back pick, instead of a butt fumble like Mark Sanchez. Eagles are going to take this easily on the road. Okay, okay. I can't live with it. I can't die with it, but I can watch a football game. Going into an interdivisional matchup, we have ourselves at a bullshit game here. The Colts are going on the road, minus 10. Now, the Colts just got done running the football all over everyone the last month. And or here so. comes Z running the football. He's well, going to go Zeke right the Touchdown, Cowboys. Ezekiel is Tony Pollard, the better running back of the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, I said it. Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott. Chris, your take. You know, I knew off the bat that motherfucker was way too fast to be that fat ass Zeke Elliott. But here we are right now watching the Cowboys go up big right now. Ten points right here deep into the third quarter. Look at this drive. One of the things. Great tackle by the offense. He finds that hole, breaks through, and he's off to the races. One man to beat. Coming in close, diving in. Get off me, motherfuckers. As, as he gets into the end zone. Hey, folks, this is pretty obvious, right? Who's looking like the better running back here between the two tandem backs? It looks like Tony Paul. He's explosive, he's agile, and he's a beast. Meanwhile, we got Greg the Legs Zerlines kicking up from the left side of the hashes. And it is fairly. He drills that shit right down the middle of Never a fucking, uh, never, no. never a fucking doubt, just like the Texans are this week. Hold on. Okay. Bring that bring that back two weeks again, like from now. Let's see if he says that the Greg the Legs Zerline is never a doubt. I'm just kidding. No, no. Greg the Legs Zerline is terrible. Greg the Legs Zerline, his leg is about as big as Tovar. But, um,. <laughs> But I'm gonna go ahead and ride with the Colts here. Now, all right, I just play right. Switch straight up. Hope no one notices. I'm gonna take the Colts. I'm gonna take the Colts. Initially, my gut tells me the Texans because I feel like people are gonna want to fade them after that loss. Give me the Colts to bounce back. You know, maybe they are better. I think this HBO hard knock shit. I think it helps teams because Do you really more, think that? I think they have more cameras on them, and I feel like they more they're more embarrassed. So I. I need to start watching this Colts thing and see what happens. I haven't actually watched it. I've watched other seasons in the past, and it's actually been pretty good. It's actually been pretty good. So I, I actually think that's pretty cool. But I'm willing to take the Colts here, minus 10. I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to stick with it, and I'm going to take that shit. Let's go with it. I, I'm really trying to think about this because Tyrod Taylor has been playing phenomenal for the Texans. Yes, he had a poor showing against against the uh, the Jets in that win, and I just took the Jets for the last pick. But it's the fact that the Colts are refusing to run 
with Jonathan Taylor, refusing to run. And they put the game back in the hands of Carson Wentz. I'm really not sure. But once again, you're right. Tova says earlier, the Texans are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And so for this one, you got to give me the favorite. And actually, no, screw it. I'm going to switch everything I'm going to say. Give me the Texans. Give me the Texans plus 10. I said it the other two times. I said minus 10, Colts. Fuck it, I'm switching. Give me the Texans plus 10. I got to do it. Fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about seven to give me the Texas plus ten. Hey guys, hey guys, this doesn't even re- this doesn't even deserve a rant, okay? I'm going Colts, baby. Colts minus ten. Jonathan Taylor is gonna run all over the Texans defense. Jonathan Taylor is gonna fucking tear this motherfucking team up. Hey Frank Wright. Hey, I hope this is a wake up wake up call for you, okay? Carson Wentz is not your savior, okay? Jonathan Taylor is, okay? He's the best second round pick. In the existence of the motherfucking world, this guy is gonna run all over this team, and as he should for the rest, as for the rest of the season, land on your workhorse, okay? Rely on your workhorse. Give him the motherfucking rock. He gonna lead you to the playoffs. All right, hey, I like it. I like it. Moving on to the three o'clock slate right now, we have the Washington Football Team who is going into Las Vegas for the Raiders. Find themselves as one point favorites at home. It is a pickup game, boys. This is right back. It is now one point. That is crazy, Chris. This game opened up at minus two and a half. Minus two and a half for the Raiders. It is down down to minus one. That must mean that somebody's hurt, but you know what? I don't give a shit. Give me the fucking Raiders at home. Oh, my God. Home dogs bark the loudest, but they're favorites, and I don't care. Give me this. Give me this. They're practically all home dogs at the moment. The way the so money I'm is saying, like, though, I'm, I'm treating them like home dogs. Oh, no, my God. Oh, my Lord. Taysom Hill. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have Taysom Hill, who is literally running like a ragged madman. He's running, he's running like a madman. Watch him here, Greg. He jumps over number 18. Jumps over. He breaks Rose out of a tackle he immediately runs. from that. He hurdles Neil and forces KZ to make play, and he oh does not. My God. What can Taysom Hill not do? Win, a, win football games. Win football games is the answer. We'll but see guys, I am over here again, still taking the Raiders. I'm still taking the Raiders. I'm treating them like a home dog because of how much the line moved. I'm going to stick with the Raiders at home. I, I'm going to go with you too, Chris, on this one. I have to take the Raiders. I like Derek Carr right now. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. That game against the Cowboys, I did not – I was surprised that they won. I knew they were going to keep it close, but the win was just a phenomenal take after that one. So now we're going through here. Uh, Derek Carr, unstoppable voice, just like Taysom Hill right now, Tovar. What is your take, Vegas or Washington? The Washington defense is very – very exploitable, okay? Derek Carr just threw for almost 400 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. If he could do that with the Cowboys, he could do that with the Washington football team, okay? Washington's defense is very exploitable, very exploitable without Chase Young. And they suck, and they suck. They're a disappointment, okay? Raiders at home, I don't know how you can go against them here. I'm going with the Raiders. Oh, my God. It's a three-way route for the Raiders. Let's move on to our next game, which I feel like is going to be the same way. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Urban Myers is finally finished with No Nut November. He made it through pretty much 
scarcely unscathed. Went halfway, halfway. I'm pretty sure that means he busted a nut right before Thanksgiving. Clearly from that message, from that's going on. But we have the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into the Los Angeles Rams. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rams might be dead. The Rams football team might be them. They cannot connect. They cannot understand each other. They have all the star talent, but don't know how to use it. Classic California, wasting away their valuable resources on stupidity. But it is minus 13 Rams coming in. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we love Urban Myers. We're fading Matthew Stafford. But in this case, you take the Rams minus 13. They're going to whoop their asses. You know, it's funny. You know, I'm going to get political on people. This is a clear, this is clearly capitalism versus socialism right now. You have the Rams who make a living off of giving it to everybody. They care about your feelings, colored hair, do whatever you want. Hollywood, very mainstream media life. Everyone loves them, right? Everyone gives them the attention. Meanwhile, the Jaguars, Florida team, DeSantis vibe, just enough controversy and sex to keep the fans coming back. And guys, because of that, Everything in my gut tells me to take the Jaguars. However, I think No Nut November was a bigger aspect, a bigger factor in this game than people might think. Urban clearly busted a nut during Thanksgiving break, and it ruined this month. I have to fade the Jaguars purely off of the fact that Urban Myers is piping again. And you can tell that more people know and it just hasn't come out of the media yet. I've seen media posts on social media today, Twitter, Instagram, reminding us of Urban Meyer. Now, granted, it could be the whole fact that the Notre Dame job is open. Who knows? Who knows? But who cares? Give me the Rams. Listen. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. I want it. I want it. I need it. Listen, need listen. It. Chris, we all know Urban Meyer is not going to Notre Dame. Catholic school girls is not the number one search history on Urban Meyer Burn Hub. Yeah, okay, but we it, that it could sure. very well be his wheelhouse. We don't know that. That is true. But also, Notre Dame don't got bitches. They don't got the host. I'm sorry. That's true. They, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't have the host. But all 20 of them will want the fuck out of him. All 25 of them will be on a stick. That is true. That is. All three professors who are women will be all over him. <laughs> Probably, Chris. Especially those senior citizens. Hey, do you know how much Urban Meyer is a tease? Do you know how much he's a tease? Hey, Jacob, what is his record during November? What is he's, his record during no, no November? Wasn't he like two and two? Yeah, two balls and two balls. Two balls and two balls. This guy right here, dude, he's the ultimate tease. He doesn't please you and he doesn't let you down. He leaves you right in the middle to where you can't do nothing. And you know what you got to do here? You got to fade Urban Meyer. You can't trust him in December. You know why? Because he's in the cheery spirit. He's in the holiday spirit. The Rams, they're going to bounce back, and they're going to prove to the rest of the NFL that their team is not a fluke. Okay? They are the prestige dream team. They got stars. They got stars up the ass. They got Vaughn Miller. They got Aaron Donald. They got Jalen Ramsey. They got OBJ. They got Matthew Stafford. Jesus Christ, can I go on? These guys are stacked, and they've been on a no-win November streak. These guys are due for a win, and the Jaguars couldn't come at a better time. Couldn't come at a better time. Urban Meyer's going to fuck up, and the Rams are going are to bounce back. Sean McVay, 
is going to bounce back. He's going to put this team in a position to win. I'm picking the Rams here at home. Easy. Yeah, it's over. I have to agree with you. I think we're all on Rams here. This is a good take for all of us. We're on the right track. Speaking of the right track, let's talk about a team that is definitely not on the right track and is downhill to have probably the worst record in the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. And, oh, my God, Micah Parsons proving why he is definitely the defensive rookie of the year right now. Massive third down sack on third down and seven. He comes in, breaks up the edge. Taysom Hill is nowhere near, not able to get the ball out. Sacks for a good at least 10 yards on that play, bringing not only the Saints out of the chance to go for it on fourth down, but also out of field goal range. What a play. Both my co-hosts have decided to abandon me here in this situation, as both their dicks are hard for Michael Parsons. But that's beyond the point. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on down. As the Saints are punting this away, let's punt away the Steelers' uh, season as they host the Ravens, okay? Baltimore's coming in at minus four and a half favorites. Originally, they're minus three and a half. The line is moving for the Ravens. This is pretty much just telling us this is a touchdown game. Tovar, I'm taking the Ravens. Who are you taking in this case? You know what I smell right now? Do you know what I smell? Take a quick sniff real quick. It's not the, it's not the tequila right now that I'm drinking. No. What are you not. smelling? What are you smelling, Tovar? You know what I'm smelling? Yep. I'm smelling the, the Steelers' season being over. Big Ben, you're washed. Mike Tomlin, you lost the locker room. Chase Claypool, you're a bitch. You're a Chase Claypool, you're a bitch. Wanted to play music during practice. Who the hell are you to tell your to tell your head coach to play music during practice? You just got stomped by the Bengals, your division rival. Who are you to say anything? For just for that reason alone, not even for any statistical reason or cover spread. I'm picking the Ravens because the Steelers are done. They're done. They suck. Steelers are full of nothing but Gen Z. But go ahead. Let's just be real, Jacob. Neither you or I could top what the fuck Tovar just said. I'm taking the Ravens. Let's move on. Let's move on. The 49ers are going into Seattle. The Seahawks find themselves at home. Dogs by a field goal. Three points. Now, the Seahawks. Has Russell Wilson finally healed that hand? Who knows? The Niners are rolling now. However, they are going without Debo Samuel, and I will take the Seahawks. I am hoping that Russell Wilson has recovered a little bit. The Niners got a couple of late injuries. They must feel frustrated. I never trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. I've had arguments about this, and I respect the 49ers even as a Cowboys fan. However, give me the Seahawks. Give me Mr. Unlimited winning with the spread. Maybe not even the game. Push candidate. It screams push. It screams push. But I'd rather be on the end with the points, and that's why I'm taking the Seahawks. All right, Chris, on this one, Mr. Unlimited. It's pretty fucking limited, if you ask me. Mr. Unlimited is a limited piece of shit that doesn't cover, doesn't do anything, and when you need him the most, he will fuck you over. He will fuck you over out of $1,500, okay? Oh, not give me started with this God, shit. let's not go there. I'm going there. I don't know why you're going back to him. Why are you crawling back to him on all fours? Basically, it's just the Cowboys' fetal position is just go ahead and assume position on all fours for oh, the Cowboys. Right. Yeah, but yeah. what I'm going to say right here, though, is you got to be fucking kidding me if you're taking the Seahawks. Jimmy Garoppolo heard that he was the equivalent to Baker Mayfield. 
And he said, fuck that shit. I'm at least 10 times prettier. And had to went out and show it. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to dominate the Seahawks. Come the fuck if he has Debo or Samuel or not. The man, uh, uh, Mitchell is back, and he's running through these things. Seahawks have no run defense. They're going to get ran all over. Give me the San Francisco Eagles and three points. Give me San Francisco and a touchdown. Tovar, what's your take? Hey, Russell Wilson, why do they keep telling you to let your ass cook? Because you know why? You know why? I don't know why. I don't. I really don't know. Because if I were to let you cook in my kitchen, you would overcook my steak. You would overcook my spaghetti. You would overcook everything. You would overcook my scrambled eggs. You would burn my motherfucking toast. You know why? Because you suck. Your finger still hurts. You're straight up lying. You and Pete Carroll should be kicked to the curb. Pete Carroll, stop running these goddamn run plays, okay? You got no running backs to keep running them. You got Tyler Lockett, you got DK Metcalf, and you're not running pass plays for them? Are you kidding me here? Are you kidding? Are you telling me if OBJ would have signed with you, you would have let this guy pass block? Because that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. You screwed me over. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson on that cover with the Washington Redskins. You made me lose to my co-host here, Jacob Velasquez. You, Hell yeah, you bitch. made me the worst record holder of the week. Okay. Of the month of November. And of the month of November. Okay. You guys. Honestly, at this point, if Tobar goes under 500 again, we should make him shave his entire beard oh and face. Oh, my God. What do you say, Chris, to that no, one? It would have to be like, he'd have to be like 30%. That, that would be blasphemy. Blasphemy, guys. I'd rather die than shave my beard off. But anyways, I'm going with the 49ers here on the road favorites. You know why? I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo more than Russell Wilson. You know oh why? Oh, my God. Because Russell Wilson overcooks. He overcooks. Wow. He doesn't cook. That shit burnt. He's going to make my steak. Well done. And that's ridiculous. Signing out from Texas. God damn. That was clearly a stab at certain people in this room. But we'll move on from there. Next up, we have an interdivisional matchup. We have the Broncos who are going into Arrowhead. So play the Kansas City Chiefs. Fresh off of a good couple of weeks. Now the Chiefs are massive favorites. Massive favorites against a winning ball club who is only a game worse than them. Is there only a game? The Broncos are six and five. The Chiefs are seven and four. Only a game worse. What is this? What is going on with this? Only seven. And, wow, I did not even think about this. This is a game for the head of the NFC AFC West, is it not? Off of pure principle, I have to take the Broncos. Give me the Broncos nine and a half. They're only a game worse. I know one. I know these teams are trending in different directions. I understand that, but clearly the sharps, aka for out there the professional gamblers who bet fifty thousand dollars or more, this spread was at ten points yesterday, and the fact that it's moved to nine and a half means that big betters are slamming the shit out of the Broncos, which means they know something that we don't know. And if I'm already naturally in my gut leaning a certain way and I can have it verified by having something like that, I'm going to go ahead and ride with that. Give me the Broncos plus nine and a half in Arrowhead. No brainer. I would so, not hurt if I lost. So I'm going to tell you this one right now, Chris. What this is to tell you is the big bettors are all betting on the Broncos, but the majority of the money has to be coming in on the Chiefs because this should be going down much more than nine and a half. 
if the Bedbetters, like you and me, think that the Broncos should be covering, the Broncos should be covering by at least a touchdown after the performance they put on. I'm right with you, Chris. I'm taking the Broncos. Give me the plus nine and a half in points. Give me them at plus seven if I need to take them even down further. They are they're probably going to lose to the Chiefs, but it's going to be a whole lot closer than everyone thinks. But I tell you right now, I bet a majority of people are putting their money on the Chiefs, but the big heavy betters are putting on the Broncos, and it's being a fine trench line between those two right now as we move forward to Sunday Night Football. Tovar. Are you nine to five people out there? All right, you just got your bonus, right? You better get your holiday check. You better get your holiday bonus. You know what's a good bet? You know what's a good bet for your wife not to get mad at you? You know what's a good bet for you to still have leftover money for your holiday presents for your kids? Sounds like a lot to me. For your mama, for your baby mama, for the mama you still got to pay child support on? It's to put money on the Broncos here. Broncos, what you say, Jacob, nine and a half? It's over. It's a nine and a half right now. You're a fool to put your holiday bonus on the Chiefs to cover this spread. You know why? Because <laughs> the Chiefs suck. They're not the juggernaut that you thought they were the last two to three years. All right. They've come back to earth. The defense, the defensive coordinators around the league have figured them out. Patrick Mahomes is a turnover machine. Patrick's are 10, and that Broncos secondary are going to pick this guy up, carve him up like turkey and Thanksgiving. All right. You got to pick Broncos here in order to get some money for your baby mama. Let's go. All right. Moving on to, I think, the most important yeah, game. Yeah, that is right. It is the, the most important game of this week. That is right. The most important game of this week. We are here talking about Monday Night Football. We have the New England Patriots who are going into Buffalo, New York, the West side to play the bills and the bills are at home as two and a half point favorites now guys we talk about this every week we joke about this every other week but one thing that we do not front about is the fact that my lock of the week exists and it is real and it is prevalent and it is strong and i am not gonna sit here and act like it is not Deep into my bones, I feel it growing in my ball sack. I feel it deep in my brain. I feel it rising from the heavens. And oh, Lodi, Lodi, am I here right now, ready to fucking lay the goddamn hammer down. Guys, you need to take the bills. Put everything on it. Put your baby daddy's money on it. Put your fucking child support on it. I want you to fucking take your goddamn 529, your UTMA, your IRA, your 401k, your Mary Kay and Ashley, everything. And I want it on the fucking bills because the Patriots are not going to win this ball game. All right, Chris. Now that Chris has given us his lock of the week, it's my turn to tell you guys, fade the fuck out of Chris. Chris's locks of the week are jack shit. They're worth shit. If you want to make money, you fade the fuck out of Chris. And how dare you, Chris? How dare you go against Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, after winning player of the month? Offensive player, rookie of the month. This man is going to win offensive rookie of the year. The Patriots are on fire. The defense is unstoppable. Jackson went in and became the NFC, uh, AFC's defensive player of the month. Both of them going in on this. It's going to be a fucking snowball. This is a snow game. Okay? 
This is going to be the same game as the AFC Divisional Championship back in 2001 that made Brady a legend. This is the game that's going to make Mac Jones a legend. Snowball in Buffalo. Mac Jones is going to shine. Fuck you. Fuck your picks. Fuck your law. Fuck your mom. Fuck your dog. Fuck your baby mama. Fuck them all. I love it. I can't hate it, man. But, hey, you know, competition is part of the game. Deal breaker here and tiebreaker. None other than Jose Tovar. Take us home, buddy. Hey, quick question for you guys. How many of you guys are going to get gift cards for Christmas? Which one of your in-laws is going to give you a gift card to Walmart? Some useless motherfucking shit like that. Which one of y'all's girlfriends is going to give you a Visa gift card for $20? Which one of you guys is going to get a $20 gift card of Chili's from one of your friends who think you like that place? Uh, none of Chris's friends will be too broke from all his picks. I'll tell you who. Every single one of you guys. All right. You know what I think you should do? Ask him in advance for $20. Ask each one of those guys who you think is going to fuck you over and give you a gift card for $20. You know what I think you should do? Place all that money on the New England Patriots. You know why? Because Bill Belichick is going to run circles around the Bills. Woo, give it to me. The Patriots Tell me, man. are going to take over the division. They're going to put an exclamation an exclamation point on their season. And Mac Jones, bro. Mac Jones. Oh, my God. What was he pick? Number 15? He's playing way better than Trey Lance in the couple games that he's been in, couple snaps. And he's playing way better than Zach Wilson. Jesus Christ. I think the New England Patriots are going to upset the Bills at home, and they're going to take advantage, and they're going to take the lead in the division for sure. They already have the lead in the division. They're going to solidify it. Okay. And Chris, thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Let's give a round of applause to Chris. Chris and the New England Patriots as the AFC Division East Championships for hey, 2021. Round hey, of applause hey, for Chris and, for James Reyes. Nobody could have done that better than the Jose Tovar by predicting that the New England Patriots would be an absolute lock for them to win the AFC East. But, guys, in all due seriousness, if you've listened to this very special live show with us live here at Texas Christian University, the alma mater of the Hammer Time Podcast Boys and the Omega Delta Five TCU Knights. I would have to say this. I want to give a big shout out to those over at the Wild Acre Brewing Company. Guys, thank you. If you know the show, you know that Wild Acre Brewing Company is the beer to drink. And I love beer. Available at Walmart. Available at Target. Look up the Wild Acre Brewing Company brand. Take yourself a tour today. You can get that shit on the house, if you hit me up, I will get you a free six-pack if you hit me up with promo code Hammer Time. Now, guys, this shit is amazing. They have, If you're an IPA guy, they have that. My favorite is the Texas Pineapple Blonde. It is a fucking beautiful can. It is amazing. There are guava beers, 7.5%. That shit is insane, and it goes down smooth. You can ask Tovar. We've been hammered, drunk, and hungover before and sobered up with a nice, beautiful Wild Acre Brewing Company Aguave beer. It is amazing. It's smooth. It's strong. It's exactly what you want. I would not drink it if you haven't eaten all day, but if you're the kind of guy who likes to break the rules, then you just might love it a little bit more than you might think. 
But guys, in all due seriousness, thank you to Wild Acre Brewing Company for sponsoring the show. Thank you, Wild Acre Brewing Company, for being around and being present and loving what we do. And we love every one of our listeners for being there. Go check it out again. Available at Walmart and Target. Get yourself some beer today. I'm not telling you to do something that you don't already fucking do. Now, with that all being said, guys, we are here right now, again, still at TCU. We've gone through all the games, and we're here live in the middle of the fourth quarter of Cowboys on Thursday night football. The Cowboys are up by 10 points here, deep into the fourth quarter. Now, Jacob, I think it's worth mentioning that we have some bets on this ball game. Yeah, I have a teaser on the Cowboys to win the game, along with over 40 points. And it is an absolute jeopardy unless they can get 10 more points. I didn't Not worry. You are sitting steady from my understanding, though. Oh, I am sitting steady on several bets right now, Chris. Although you might have put in all my bets in jeopardy with that one bet that you took. So either way, though, you better be paying me back up at the end of this shit. But let's go into this. Right now, the open bets, like I said, Chris said he had the teaser of Cowboys winning the game pretty much, straight up money lines, minus half a point, and the over of 39 and a half. I myself took the exact same teaser the other way. I took Cowboys minus a half a point and under 51 and a half points. And I'm looking pretty steady on that bet. I also took Cowboys minus six and a half, looking great right there. I took Cowboys minus eight and a half, looking fantastic right there. And Cowboys minus three and a half. Give me that shit. Cowboys just need to score for your sake, Chris, and to give me a more comfort of mind as we go forward. But it's a lot of game left, eight minutes, seven, eight minutes, 17 seconds left. You need the Cowboys to score. And honestly, at this point, you also just need the Saints to score as well. You know, Jacob, I think we'll go ahead and just transition to the back half of the show to play by play with color. You don't mind doing my color. Oh, I don't mind us doing that. I've been yeah. saying we need to Let's practice this out. Here, man. I'll go ahead and run the play by play since I have experience in doing so. Right now, we have Dak Prescott sitting in the shotgun, one back set. Third and seven here, and their own 35-yard line. Dak Prescott dropping back, looking left, looking right. Oh, going across the middle. Oh, he's going oh, Picked off. Picked off by the Saints. He has room. He's moving down the field. Oh, about to get stuck. Oh, my God. Oh, and he's still up. Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore with the interception. Marshawn Lattimore gets the pick at the midfield. And Chris, he, you said you need a point right here, and this is not how you get those points. Look at Dak Prescott. He's stepping back. I have to admit, this is – this is somewhat relieving from a gambling perspective. And as a Cowboys fan, I'm not all that worried. Um, I, I don't think you should be worried as a Cowboys fan. Honestly, I think this was a mistake right there. C.D. Lamb breaks up. Okay. I think, like you said, C.D. Lamb with that. Dak Prescott, fan in the face, just can't see anything coming to this ball. Good job by the defense there getting the stat. But, man, to the Cowboy fan right now, you have to be kind of sweating that the Saint, the Cowboys are going to leave this game close, especially when they were favored by minus four and a half, minus six and a half when the game was live. That is true. That's a great point, Jacob. Yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be sweating right now, especially if you have money on the spread. Six and a half before the shit closed. Taysom Hill run up the left side on the left seam, and he's going to go ahead and gain about five to six yards. Now, at this point right now, Chris, you got to wonder, as the Saints, what are we going to be doing here? Are you going to be keep running the ball, keep the game close to run down the clock, or you want to play that hurry-up offense? I mean, Taysom Hill has been doing a fantastic job today. Do you keep running with him or let him have a chance to try to sling the ball downfield? You see, if I'm Sean Payton right now I'm, and I'm the Saints, I'm going to go ahead and run the hurry-up offense. 
not because I have to, but simply because I think it catches the Cowboys off guard. It's the only thing that's going to keep them off guard. They're running with a quarterback they haven't had since day one. They absolutely need to use this running game. They're basically running the Wildcat with special running plays here. And we're going to get the Saints forced to take a timeout as the clock expires at zero. This is Saints' first timeout, 7 minutes, 17 seconds. We're going to take a commercial break right here. Chris, anything you want to tell the viewers as we're doing this live commentary? Oh, yeah, that Taysom Hill's a fat-ass head and a big-ass helmet. That white boy looks red as foot. And he looks very, very scared right now, but I have to admit the Saints are kind of pushing on my ass. They are. So my question, Chris, right here, with Taysom Hill playing as the starting quarterback, how much money is this going to cost the Saints in the long run due to Taysom Hill's contract? And more importantly, how does this affect Jeffrey Burtis and his fandom club for Taysom Hill as MVP slash champion of the Super Bowl? Well, it affects the Saints absolutely zero because Taysom Hill's contract means absolutely nothing. I'll get into the Jeffrey part of this right now. Taysom Hill Saint lining up single back set. At the 40-yard line of the end. And we seem to have a false start, I think, on the field, on the offense, if I might be wrong. Definitely looks like a false start. They're moving back right now. Yep, false start on the offense, moving back to the yard. We're now getting second and 13. Where's the second and three? Now we're at second and 13. Saints shooting themselves in the foot right now in penalties that they really can't afford. Chris. Yeah, and I very much cannot afford for them not to score right now. We got about seven 12 left in the ball game. Oh, and a quick snap. We got Taysom Hill dropping back with no backs and set. And he's oh, is that a fumble? Is it a fumble? And the Cowboys has the ball. ball. It looks like Cowboys are coming to have the ball. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Cowboys are going to go ahead and take over at midfield. Get it right back where they just left off at the interception. Oh my God! Oh, look at I that play. This is gonna get called back. I think this is gonna get called back. Why it do you looks say? Like, it looks like on the replay, the ball. Oh no! Did he? He slaps it right out of his hand, like onto the Kubo. Oh my he God! That shit against the back. I think this is gonna have to stay, Chris. It's gonna have play. to stay. There's not. There's not indisputable evidence that that ball left his hand before it hit the hand. The call on the play was that the Cowboys did recover the ball. And once again, you need indisputable proof to choose that. Taysom Hill again. Once again, second time now, his hand has been slapped on this pinky. Is he going to get taped at it again? Are we going to see a giant boot on his hand? Like, what is going to be happening with Taysom Hill? Well, I mean, at this point, they're going to have to stick with him regardless. It doesn't really matter. I don't know if he's necessarily hurt. They haven't said anything like that yet. All right. Oh, my God. And they say so far, actually... The Saints still have the ball. Will wow. the Cowboys challenge? If, wow. if you are Dan Quinn, are you throwing the red flag or are you throwing the white town and surrendering the lead that you have like he normally does? I mean, what you again, it's not what he will do. It's what he should do. He should throw the challenge flag. Now, props to Tank Lawrence for in his first game back, by the way, first game all season to get in there. And make an impact all game long against a very good Saints offensive line. I know Randall over there is pretty excited about the fact that Tank Lawrence is getting home in his first game back, making game changing plays. Now we have Taysom Hill in the back hill with a single back set. Three wide receivers dropping back, looking to his right, letting it go. The right oh, is this uh, incomplete. incomplete? You just can't drop the ball in those situations, Chris. 
If you have two hands on the ball, that should be a catch. It doesn't matter who you are in the NFL. Once you touch the ball, it's a catch. Hold on to it. What the hell are you doing here? Like, I don't understand what's going on. This is making over 30 and a half look impossible. Right now, with this, where it is, my God. Seven minutes left. I could be screwed. But, hey, they are going for it right now. Sean Payton and Taysom Hill are rolling for it. This is the biggest play of the game, everybody. We got fourth down. If you're if you're Fourth down and eight on the right side of the field, let's go. If you want this over, Chris, you don't want them to convert right now as they go. Meanwhile, Taysom dropping back, looking right, and he can place the ball up the middle of the field. Oh, to the 32 yard line of the Dallas Cowboys. Taysom Hill is slanging that fucking rock with absolute disregard for human safety. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Open man, my he has God. him down further down the field, and you're just letting this wide open. Can't even tackle him in the first hit. What I this say, he's a right-handed Tim Tebow, Jacob. A right-handed Tim Tebow. Ugliest, slowest release in the in the fucking game. Dan Quinn, the coolest motherfucker on earth. Backwards head, cannot stop that ball. On the 32-yard on the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Hill with under the center. Rubbing back, faces the run, going left. Jason, look at Davis. Just, I don't understand what that throw was, kid. He just threw up a prayer to God knows who. Who was he throwing to? Who was there opening? Does he even hit someone's hand? It looks like it might have been hit. His hand might have been hit for a third time. But that ball wasn't going anywhere. It was a soft toss in the air. Let's see that again. Oh, no, that ball was definitely yeah. tipped. Yeah. Definitely tipped as going out down that point. Easy grab for number 18. Easily going down. Cowboys have the ball back. Back in their own territory again. Chris. This over is not looking great for you right now. With it the is, second it is not. However, these turnovers are happening very quickly. And if they're going to do anything, I need a field goal right now for some trash touchdown. I think you. I prefer you get a touchdown right now just to get this game closer. Oh, and they're not going to kick a field goal. I'd actually rather have the yeah, rather have No, the, you uh, want that garbage points at the end. You can try to get those. I think garbage points are yeah, more valuable perhaps, than field goal. Perhaps. Either way, it makes no difference. Anything a field goal is probably a little bit better. However, how, Dan, how close was Dan Quinn to Mike McCarthy? Because is he spreading COVID to his own players right now? Oh no, no way, no way they're close. Uh, Mike McCarthy's a bitch, and uh, Dan Quinn's actually super fucking cool. He's the blackest white guy on earth, and uh, the players love him. The players love him to death. That all being said, you got Dak Prescott a single back set, second down here in five. Dak scoping, kicking. The snap. Looking right, pumping left. And this going ball. right up top, and it is just outside, nearly picked off. Man, I just getting under pressure right now. Dak is just constantly being put under pressure right now. And these balls, both I, I mean, props to both sides of the defense, putting pressure on the quarterback, forcing these awful throws for these uh, DBs a chance to make different plays. Oh, my yeah, goodness. his foot is just out of bounds, not able to drag that yep. toe in. Yep, basically a college interception. A college interception. Which means jack shit yep. like Tover's college education. Meanwhile, the Cowboys here, third and five from their own 30. Big play here. The Saints need this to get back into the ball game. Dak with a single back set with a running back to his right. Looking right. 
shoots and misfires up high. The Saints will now get the ball back with five and a half remaining in the ball game. Kellen Moore looking frustrated. I mean, I don't know what I see most frustrated. Like Dak Prescott just throwing to nothing, shooting his shot and just absolutely missing. At least when most people shoot their shot on Instagram, Chris, they usually try to get hit or get blocked or deflected. He'll just end up empty netted here. Like you know, Dak it's really funny you bring that up, Jacob, because I did hit on a girl earlier on Twitter and she responded to me and I ignored her for like five hours. And I have no idea what the hell is going on right now. Honestly, I probably fucked up by completely getting drunk and forgetting about it. But hey, who cares right now? Because we're here live now. here at TCU. And we're making money. Who gives a fuck? That is real. Though. That is real. <laughs> that is real. <laughs> By the way, hey, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't care if you're hearing this, homegirl. Shout out to you, Chantel. But if you are hearing this, hook a brother up. Take me to the Cowboys game. I promise I'll simp on you. I promise to treat you right. But I want to see the Cowboys for free. Listen, I'll tell you, Chantel, right now. Chris will show you a good time while riding Jerry Jones' dick at the same time. He swings both ways, especially for hey, the look, Cowboys. Hey, we can do it together. We can do it together. You know, maybe, you know, you know, go back and forth a little bit about it. You know, no big deal. No big deal. All right, five minutes, 20 seconds, Chris. Is the over at all feasible at this point, do you think? It only is, if anything, it could technically blow the regular over out of the water. In theory, the Saints could still tie this game up. Take it overtime. Oh, that's not that's not something that I'm looking at. I had too much running oh, money no, right now. I would absolutely hate that to death. But meanwhile, we have Taysom Hill on a single back set with one running back on the right looking left. He's gonna shoot up the middle and get the first down for 12 yards. All right, we keep on seeing the Saints run the same slant path in the middle. Cowboys are kind of just letting hurry. them have to get these points because one thing you have to hurry, and we got another player down on the field. Because they're probably going to take a medical timeout for the Cowboys right here. Uh, but going back, the Saints right now, not throwing that deep. They seem to be playing constantly down this middle. And the Cowboys are allowing them just to eat these yards up. Are they playing once again for the clock, or are they just not really worried about Taysom Hill in the red zone? I think it's a very steady combination of both. I think part of their strategy against Taysom Hill, see, look, and, and, and this is what Dan Quinn got lit under fire for whenever he was a Falcons coach is that he acted different in situations where he should have stuck to the plan. Right now, he needs to stick to the plan. His defense has held the Saints to 10 points and zero in the second half. That 2010, that was the last time I think I was ever happy, Chris. I don't know about you. <laughs> I can't blame you. It was the last time that I was worry-free. You could ask Tolar. I'm sure he feels the same way. That all being said, we got Taysom, single back set, running back now on his left, looking left, pushing right, sidearm throw. Oh, we got a kicked off! Interception! Another interception! Number nine of the year, Trayvon Diggs, getting it done again. They're going to all meet him in the end zone for another interception. Look at his replay. Taysom Hill rolled out to his right, let the sheet go like a dumbass, and it gets picked off right before the sideline. Trayvon, the Bayvon. Getting it done. The Terminator digs. I love it. I mean, though, I'm looking at this. Trayvon Diggs let his man wide open. Once again, Trayvon Diggs has the potential to get burned once again. He is an opportunistic motherfucker. And when it works, it fucking works. 
And when it does it, Mac Jones rapes him on with the open field. Right, Kevin Moore. except whenever Mac Jones is throwing an interception to him, I'll go ahead and ignore the fact that that ever happened. Chris, what do you think if the Cowboys and Patriots go to the Super Bowl this year? Which that would be is fire a possibility. Spot. That would be fire spot. We gotta go. We we are gonna be in debt. We're taking oh, yeah, out we'll all. <laughs> We're going. We're mortgaging the houses we don't Meanwhile, own. Meanwhile, you'd be crazy to think the Cowboys are not going to run this four times in a row. The Cowboys are not going to pass the ball. The Cowboys are going to throw. Are going to run the ball every time. Meanwhile, my bet is in danger. It's over. My if you're the Saints and you want any chance of staying in this game, you need to have the Cowboys just run the ball all the way to the red zone and then have a three-down stop, forcing them to a field goal so you get the ball back at this point. Point. But right now, they're showing some of the other games. Like I said, Cardinals Bears seems the main game on the thing. Washington Raiders. Week 13 spotlight. We have Kyler Murray, Joe, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and of course, the one, the only, Mac Jones, Monday Night Football, Patriots, the Bills. Honestly, fuck Sunday games. Sleep through the Sunday games. The only game you need to see is that Monday Night Football Bills versus Patriots. What do you think, Chris? Oh, no. I mean, absolutely. It's the only game I think is even worth watching. But can we be honest here? Can we have a real conversation for once about the, about, about Trayvon Diggs potentially being the first defensive back to win defensive player of the year in decade? Dude, I'm telling you. That was his ninth interception. You know, I look, I look it up all the wait, time. Wait, did you just say defensive back to win? No, yeah, defensive back to win defensive player of the year. That you, never you, happens. You forgot Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years ago, back. Yeah, very rare. He did it with very little interceptions. Yeah, but that's less more than that's less than a decade. Look, yeah, but look at that before that. Okay, fine, but you can't say yeah, like. Think about how little it took him to win it. True, true, true. But with that being saying, J.C. Jackson, I think, is a better chance than Trayvon Diggs. Because J.C. Jackson doesn't retarded. allow fucking coverage to be broken. That's retarded. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he doesn't get the ball back for his defense. Yes, he does. Dude, his interception. You would give that up for nine picks one player. One player? Oh, oh my God. What a hit. City Lamb goes down hard. On a sweet play, and just like that, the Cowboys give the ball right back up. The Saints, CeeDee Lamb on a jet sweep, gets laid the fuck out. I think at this point, team Chris, both teams are very scared of the coronavirus and of scoring because they're social distancing way the fuck away from the red zone, playing hot potato with this ball, giving it back and forth constantly, and not allowing either team to score. It's getting pretty tough, I have to admit. All right, three minutes and the clock. He's still winding down. Uh, seven seconds on the clock. Four and two punts. We got a punt. And it will be down at the New Orleans 12-yard line with three and a half remaining. This the game Saints needing a touchdown to stay alive. If you think that uh, Jameis Winston was back in the game, he's still playing for the Saints at this point, could he make the drive down the field that they need the Saints to at least get a touchdown or, at the minimum, a field goal? Oh, there is, zero, there is zero doubt he could, Jacob. But would he? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> so at this point, who, if you're Taysom Hill, whose hands do you put this ball in? Who do you trust the most? Anybody Trayvon else Diggs. on your team Trayvon or your Diggs. fucking self? Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I would love to see a pick six from Trayvon Diggs. Just, <laughs> I just trust help Trayvon you. Diggs. Just help you, Chris, get a chance. Jason dropping back deep in his own end, getting pressured, and he's running and sliding, and it's going to be a – oh, it looked like it was going to be a flag. 
I don't think that was a flag, Chris. Clearly, Taysom Hill was sliding down. Maybe Cowboys play with I think Taysom Hill gets LeBron rules. You can hit the shit out of him, but because he's big as fuck, no one's going to care. Fair enough, Chris. Taysom Hill drops back, single back, set, rolling out of the right, going left. All right, they're grinding the New Orleans Saints at the 34-yard line of Marquise Callaway. They're grinding up the field right now, taking off chunks of the field. Cowboys are letting them get these open fields. The clock is still running, and the Saints don't have a lot of timeouts left. Do they have any timeouts at all, Chris? I can blind it right now. No, they don't. And Taysom Hill, meanwhile, going back to Callaway, and Callaway cannot get the catch. Passes off the mark. Three minutes on the dot. Three minutes on the dot. We have... The Saints with second and 10 at their own 30-plus. I know the, the game looks dominant where the Cowboys are dominant at 20 and 10, but you really got to be worried about the Cowboys' offense because if the Saints were the full healthy Saints that they were, this would be a really tough game for the Cowboys, well, and the Cowboys need to be shown proof. More specifically, you got to worry about anybody except the Cowboys minus six and a half. Meanwhile, you have the Cowboys running for the end over a touchdown, and that is going to be – a it's, defensive touchdown. But this Robbing is it at the line. Chris, the this Cowboys is going to be called back. On the play, but I think it is holding against the Saints. Oh, man. We love I believe see- it is holding against the Saints. And Taysom Hill is looking like it. And it will be holding against the Saints. Touchdown, Cowboys. 27 to 10. Chris, you got to love it when the big boy gets the ball. And you even love it more when the big boy runs there for a touchdown. For his probably first pick six. What a good job by the Dallas Cowboys. And right now with that, the Cowboys are now 26-10. to 10. This is looking really great for Chris now. Your over is now possible. He's got to have the Saints actually fucking score. How about the Cowboys, though? This is a completely different Cowboys team than whenever I grew up with. This team would not do this shit when I grew up. Now I need this field goal to have a shot at making money. I need this. Thank you. And it's Thank good. You. It's my good. My money is still alive. Three points away, Chris. Three points is all you need. I'm fucking field goal. Give me some money. Let's ride. Let's Golly. Ride. Dan Quinn is loving his money. defense right now. I need three more fucking points. Let's go. Man. What do you got, Tovar? Hey, come back. Hey, meanwhile, here. we have Tovar coming back from break. He was um, jacking off. Hey, I was. I, I just got done jacking off. You know what I got done jacking off to? The motherfucking Cowboys, bro. With all those motherfucking turnovers, baby. Let's go. Oh, I just got excited. Oh, I just finished. (laughs) You know what? I finished early. Three minutes left in the game, and I finished early. You know why? Because Taysom Hill sucks ass, dude. He's the right-handed Tim Tebow. Credit to Chris Rios. I think he's the one that said it first. Or some other motherfucker in this room, bro. A right-handed Tim Tebow. He sucks. Sucks. All right, thank you, Corona Tovar, for your intermission. Corona Tovi. You're welcome. Omicron Jose. Love it, love it. Shout out to all the Greeks out there. But now, Jacob, we have ourselves an interesting ballgame with 2.52 left to go. We have the Cowboys up by a gazillion. This is the perfect time for a garbage time touchdown for not to hurt the Cowboys not to hurt Cowboys. Nine to six and a half betters out there. 
This is the perfect time for Chris Rios to get fucking money and for Rafa and his cute little handshake to cash in. This is exactly what we're looking for. This is exactly, this is exactly the kind of vibes that we want in our world. This is exactly the kind of vibes that we want. I'm trying to get fucking paid. I am so, trying to get fucking paid. Uh, we are always all trying to get fucking paid, Chris. But uh, I just want to know, as we're trying to it's two-minute warning. Uh, I think it's a two-minute warning. We're going to injury timeout right now here. I just want to know, I, I think it's hilarious that you had the colorblind guy do the color commentary. I think it's absolutely hilarious. He chose the wrong person for the wrong job. Well, so look, 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 what look, the fuck he's doing? I had, look, shout out to Mehmet. I love you to death, but you fucking suck at doing play-by-play because you have no experience. He's like, oh, it's it's dropping back. And, and, and it's the first step. Bro, come on now. I knew I, it's all a matter of experience. Jacob does not have to literally see colors to know what is going on in the ball game. He just has to have thoughts. But that is a hilarious comment to make. Hilarious, hilarious comment to make. Now, again, Jacob, I am pretty excited because I really want the Saints to take this opportunity to go down the field and score and catch themselves in a garbage touchdown. But here's the thing. All I need is a field goal to win. All you need is a field goal. You know the Saints are not playing for a field goal. They're not. They have to play for the touchdown. So right now, to. you need to embrace your inner Jeffrey Burtis if you want anything to happen. Meanwhile, we got Hill dropping back, and it's incomplete. Nearly picked off again. Not what you need to see right now for Chris to get this over. Taysom Hill needs to be continuing making these slant passes he's been constantly making to just march down the field. Stop going for the deep ball. Use the clock to your advantage. Get out of bounds. Get in the middle. Hurry up the offense. That's how you're going to get this touchdown. That's how you're going to win this over, Chris. That's the only way. I mean, it really is the only way. It's so ironic. I thought when Trayvon had picked that ball off that he was going to run that bitch back for six. And ironically, it's a defensive lineman who goes ahead and does it anyway. Meanwhile, we got Taysom Hill dropping back, one single back set, looking left, completing across the middle, getting a break. Getting he a has block. room. He has room. He's breaking loose. Oh, my God. He's digging into the house. He's 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 the he's the he's he's touchdown. Touchdown. Fucking There's play. no fucking way the Saints win, but boy, it's a goddamn guarantee. Your boys are getting paid. Now, Chris, fucking more. The understays, the over hits, the money line cashes, and we are on top once more. Jacob. Right now, man, Chris. At this point, I need the Cowboys to clutch this out. I need the Cowboys to make sure. Fuck no, big, big fucking. <laughs> Sorry, there's 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 some controversy here. There's some controversy here over the rules were clearly explained. Controversy. Everybody's showing fake love to me, straight up to my face. Right. All right, now now that you got your face, it's time for me to sweat it out. Because what I need to do is the cowboys to run out the clock, run this game out, end it, get this going past the two-minute mark, get a first down, and kneel it out, end of time. 
Give me this home. Give us this money. For now, all our wins. Our plus eight and our, our minus eight and a half. Minus seven and a half. Minus three and a half. Let's get all these in. Get the over in. Get the under in. Get these teasers. Let's walk away with the first time in a while of clean sweeping and fucking the bookie over. Because it's about goddamn time we do that. That's about right, Jacob. Man, 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 man. Who would have thought that it'd be this way? And we have an onside kick. It recovered by... Cowboy ball, Dallas I believe. Cowboys. Dallas and now Cowboys. it's going to put the ball game here. Two first downs and the ball game is over. You can see the future inside of Wrangell's bald-ass head. And it is a fucking ball game. Let's go, Dallas Cowboys. Call it a fucking day. Go, Blue. Go, boys. How about them Cowboys? It's called a fucking day. Jacob, I have to admit, this has been a fun-ass episode. It has been a fun-ass episode. I really hope we can do this one again one more time. I feel like this will be heavy. Chris is once again many want to do other shit after this again because he has no life. <laughs> right, we got a oh, first down. Oh, thank God for the tackle, though. That scared the shit out of me. Garbage if he had all the way into the end zone, I would have been fucked in the ass. Hey, garbage yards for all you fantasy owners out there who have Zeke. All right, running this down. This clue is going to run down to two-minute warning. Saints can do nothing to stop the clock. This game, pretty much the Cowboys knows it's a wrap. The game is over. Two-minute mark. Let's hopefully not we don't get any fucking boring commercials. No one gets time for Christmas commercials yet. We're barely in the first week of December. They just need to hurry up. Sometimes, Chris, I really wish they just skip over the two-minute warning. I feel like it's an archaic thing of the past that just needs to be heard up and not used constantly. You know, that is very, very true. Nothing's more archaic than the Dallas Cowboys schedule right now. The only team that played as well as the Arizona Cardinals in Week 17. It's all division opponents until then. So, Chris, I'm looking ahead to the future right now. I've got a chance to look at that. Do you think if the Cowboys can run this out, Cardinals have a, maybe a little bit tougher schedule looking at. Do you think the Cowboys could be playing for the number one seed spot against the Cardinals come Week 17? Look, I mean, in all seriousness, I know I've been pretty eccentric the entire time. Um, I'm not going to front. It's not – it's – by no means is it realistic or really – I mean, it is realistic. It's close, but it all depends on what the rest of the NFC does. You know, there's no reason the Cowboys can't run the table. I think they could easily beat every other division from this point on. However, Cardinals, coin flip. Coin flip. Now – does everybody else get it done? I don't know. But one thing is for certain, and that's the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game 27 to 17 as they are in victory formation, wrapping up this ball game. Jacob, Man. it's been an excellent time doing this today. It's been an excellent time doing this today. And this has been super fun here live at TCU. It's been awesome having Tolar here. We're wrapping up the show. We're going to have this posted here just about immediately, but Tovar, is there anything you'd like to say to all the other listeners out there? Uh, yeah, I would like to say thank God that Thanksgiving is finally over because no one, again, no one gives a fuck about that fucking holiday. And guess what? Fuck you, Tovar. Everyone likes Thanksgiving. Christmas without present. And guess fuck what? And guess what? Great. Guess what? What's today? December 2nd, December 3rd? There's three more weeks until the real holiday of the year, Christmas, baby. You know what? All I want for Christmas is you.
Guys, don't worry. We, we, we will add auto-tune to that at the end. Don't worry. There will be auto-tune added to the end. Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, look, look, look. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening to the show. And hopefully you picked all my winners because guess what? With me, you better become a millionaire, and a with billionaire, that and a gajillionaire. Chris, this game is over. That's the wrap. Cowboys win by 10 points. All our bets hit. Overs hit. Unders hit. Alternate spreads. We swept the field. What a game. What a game. Once again, thank you, TCU. Thank you, Omega Delta Phi Fraternity Incorporated, Beta Epsilon Chapter, for hosting us for this past day. Once again, guys, we're signing out to you. Remember, remember to stay too hype and too proud, but not too proud that you might be considered a faggot. Yeah, not, not too proud that you find yourself stuck between your locks. Here's to everybody. Thank you for being there with us the entire time. Thank you to everybody who helped us increase 122% on Spotify for our followers and our listeners. I really, really appreciate the fucking hell out of you. I've been grinding. You've been grinding. And I appreciate that. I'm always grateful and appreciative of everything you do for us. If you ever want to be out here, just let me know, guys. Thank you again. And thank you to Wild Acre Brewing Company. Thank you all for listening the entire time on the Spotify family. And other than that, you all have a great fucking week 13. Good luck to your team. Good luck to your fantasy team. And more importantly, get in the winner's circle. Let's get this bread. And I will see you again soon. Chris Rios, follow us over on HammerTime underscore podcast on Instagram. Follow me on every type of social media at Rio Stutton. Always Stutton and never fun. You know how I do. And guys, we will be back here next week to talk about week 14 as we crunch forward to the NFL playoffs. Thank you, everyone, and have a blessed night.